to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back, everyone. You know what, Julie, the feedback after yesterday has been fantastic. They love the um, idea of us showing them how to generate leads. Of course, they do. But what I'm also hearing is they're loving the fact they're giving them a lot of clarity on where they should be focusing their energies when it comes to generating leads first. And I understand why, because it is confusing as confusing could possibly be. When it comes to lead generation, the only thing I think might be arguably more confusing is which CRM should you use if you should use one at all. So, I mean, the feedback I've heard so far is you guys really are appreciating the fact that we're helping you to clarify where your focus should be. Now, I've got a couple special announcements, and then Jules and I are going to pick up where we left off yesterday. And, uh, you know, guys, this weekend is one of the best weekends of the entire year. I mentioned this on yesterday's radio show as well. But it's one of the best weekends of the entire year. No added drama needed, okay, to prospect expired listings. Why? Because it is the last day of the month on, the, on Saturday. Now, some of you are going to be listening to this in replay, and you're going to be kicking yourselves for having missed this weekend. But, you know, that's what you get for listening in replay opposed to listening live. So uh, Saturday is the 28th. And then Monday's March 1st. I'm sorry, Sunday's March 1st. Yes, I'm saying call on Sunday. So here's what you're going to see. In all markets, even these markets where it feels like there's nothing for sale, and I get it, there's a lot of lacking inventory out there, you're going to see a spike in the number of expireds. Now, why? If you go back to, say, the typical listing contract is four months, six months, some markets, it's only 90 days, doesn't matter. The point's still valid that I'm about to make. It was over the holidays. So here's what's exciting. Normally, when you're calling an expired, obviously use our script. Um, and uh, coaching students, you know, you've got to be using the most recent expired script. We updated the expired script. So make sure you're using the newest one. It's on the website. Download it. So when you're calling these expireds, the normal reason that an expired sold, uh, didn't sell was because price, condition, location, of which always price was the, the big red flag. So you get the price down, the house sells. That's the traditional way to go after expired listings. But I'm here to tell you, there's this weird anomalous thing that's happening in the marketplace right now, which is exciting. Um, it doesn't happen very often. might be the only time in your entire career. It's the lack of inventory. So you're going to have expireds that are, coming on the, uh, that are coming off the market this weekend. Last day, first day, always the most number of expireds. Um, always the most number of expireds on the last day of the month and the first day of the following month. And only a few weekends of the year where the last day and the first day fall over the weekend. So again, we have all kinds of you know, reasons to believe this is going to be an incredible opportunity. And what I was, my previous point, when you're calling these expires, in most markets, the reason it didn't sell wasn't because it was overpriced. It was because it was for sale over the holidays. And because it's got this long protracted days in the market, it's just become a little spoiled it's become a little stale. The pictures are old. The, up, the description sucks. You guys get the point. So when you take these listings, when you call these expireds, A, on Saturday or Sunday, how many competitors are you going to be having call? In most markets, virtually none. So it's a, a spike in expired showing up in your MLS, number one. Number two, you're going to have, not going to have a lot of competition. Number three, 
oftentimes you're not going to have to lower the price on these expireds. In some cases, you're going to be able to raise the price. Yes, you heard me correctly. Tim, are you telling me that I can call in an expired and um, I can basically raise the price because of the fact uh, that the market has a shortage of inventory? Well, that doesn't make any sense. It should have just sold out of the MLS. Yes, I agree. On the surface, it doesn't make sense. But you know as well as I do, when you take a new listing and you put it in the MLS with fresh pictures, for, with a fresh MLS number, the buyer activity goes to the roof. It's because the way that buyers and agents, frankly, think. When something has a long protracted days in the market, it doesn't show up as a new listing anymore. So right now in your marketplace, there's thousands of buyers that are literally watching their emails for all the new IDEX results that come out and announce the new listings, or they're waiting for their phones to ring as their uh, realtor buyer agents are announcing this, you know, the new new listing. Those are the best buyers for, you know, those, that's the, the the easiest time when you have a listing is to sell it right when it comes on the market because that's when all the best, most motivated buyers are chomping at the bit to get at the new inventory, you see? So even if it's been for sale before, don't just in your mind discount it or, frankly, don't be put in a position where you do discount the price because in many markets, that's not necessary. You can keep the price the same or even raise the market. Now, is that true across the country? Absolutely not. In some markets, you do need to lower the price and you do need to improve the condition, right? You can't really do much about the location. It is what it is. Are you guys seeing the opportunity that's in front of you this weekend? I know you have other plans. I know you're thinking about doing something else. I know you don't want to work on the weekend. I hear all of that. But it doesn't matter where you are right now in your year. If you're having your best year ever and you've got tremendous momentum, as so many of our great coaching clients do, this is the way to basically lock down your future success as you take more listings this weekend. Okay, if you're not having a great year, if you're struggling, if it just feels like everything's constantly holding you back, this is your way to break through. Or if you're somewhere in the middle, you're wondering, okay, what am I going to do? I'm having an okay year so far. I've got some momentum. How do I keep it going this weekend, guys? Wake up to the opportunity that this weekend is. This, you know, I can't, again, no added drama necessary. Um, and a lot of times in the radio show, we'll sometimes try to make things a little bit more interesting so you guys listen and pay attention. Not necessary right now. So what do you need to be doing now to take advantage of this? Uh, go to mojocells.com, and I want you to order at least consider ordering their three-dialer system. Mojo sells expired data for most markets. So there it is, one email, one call to mojocells.com. Get the system set up before this weekend, and I want to hear your feedback on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday about the listings you're set, uh, listing appointments you're setting and the listings you're taking. That is exciting. That should motivate all of you. And if it doesn't, well, then I would suggest you check your pulse. You might need to run to the emergency room as you might be having a heart attack or you might be doing something else that causes you not to be fully awake and conscious. Julie, right? Best time of year to be hitting expired this weekend. It is. And by the way, real world, quick little snippet, whose name will remain anonymous but lives in Boston. (laughs) I have a newish coaching client, two or three calls in. He's been getting into expireds. He knows this weekend is expired palooza, meaning the changing of the month when we have the largest number of expireds to go after. And I asked him, he, you know, again, as a newer student, he said he had been calling expireds all week and he'd really been doing a great job being consistent, keeping himself on the phone, but he had yet to set an appointment. I asked him what scripts he was using. Mm. Well, he has an assorted collection of scripts. 
he was not, again, new student, so I haven't had time to uh, correct some of these things, was not yet using our scripts. So he was consistent with his prospecting. He understands and embraces the idea that expireds are a great category to build your inventory, but he consistently was not using a script that worked. So I then, of course, asked him the definition of insanity, <laughs> to which he answered correctly, doing the same thing over and over and over, in his case, very consistently, which is fantastic. That's one of the struggles we have with prospectors, getting you to do it consistently. But the next step is getting results. He was using a script that didn't work. So his homework assignment is to learn our script, which has been market-proven and updated and absolutely works. And I shared with him a little technique how to get that into his head, to speed read it and then speak it out loud and to really get that going in his head so that he could be using something that actually gives appointments. And we also discussed him contactitis. It's not just about the number of contacts. I really don't care, honestly, how many contacts it takes to get you there or how many contacts it doesn't take to get you there. It's about setting appointments. So don't get stuck in the, well, I talked to 100 people this week. Well, good for you. Did you set any appointments? So there's a lot to this. But nothing happens if you are not actually reaching out and embracing the idea of expired Palooza. Back to you, Tim. No, that's it. That's it. So take full advantage of this. So guys, listen, we're going to jump right back in where we left off yesterday. So Julie, are you ready? Yes, you got it. So again, our topic, we're talking about spokes in the wheel or pipelines of business. Yesterday, we covered the initial spokes. So we've got really three levels of business building or spokes in the wheel here. It starts out with what we call survival spokes, which are BPOs and open houses. Then we go to the second level, which is basic, effective, and required for all agents to really be great at this collection of spokes because they're inexpensive or free, except for your time. So everyone can do this. Relentless lead follow-up, past clients, centers of influence, adopted clients, open houses, buyers, referral fee only internet lead generation sites. In other words, you pay when you close, usually 25 to 30%. So those are our initial spokes that pretty much everybody can systematize and automate and perfect. And Tim, we have a lot of brokers listening to that have agents come to them and say, you know, I'm sick of this feast and famine business I'm going through. What can I implement? to iron out those hiccups, those bumps in the road. Well, go to these spokes first because you're not asking your agents to spend any extra money. And once they've built those, then we move on to things like Mojo Dialer so that you can embrace expired listings. So once your basic spokes are built, you're going to move on to the most direct and still not that expensive spokes. We're not talking about buying leads here. We're talking about building skill. So these are our favorite because you get results fast once you have some skill in place. So Tim, again, we talk about spokes like lead follow-up, relentless lead follow-up really is a pipeline so that you can make money and have things coming in while you learn to be good at stuff like expireds and things that take more skill and are potentially more competitive. So our favorites in the skill category are expired listings. This includes new expireds, old expireds, withdrawns, temporarily off the markets, new, old, et cetera. One of the best strategies right now, Tim, that I've seen with our clients, and I think you have quite a few doing this as well, is that older expireds because you have less competition. And a year or two years ago, we were starting, you know, still pulling out of the recession at that point, And probably it was overpriced then, but you're more than likely to get the price they wanted now. So those two-year-old expireds, you really can get them what they wanted, and you might be the only one talking to them. 
that make sense to well, how many people how many people smoke? expired how many people expired last fall that said they wanted to put their house for sale in the spring a lot but exactly. Julie, it's important that we we review the word what the word focus means yes, follow one course until successful follow yeah. one course until successful that's what focus means in other words. Some of you guys, and I think where you're driving at with this, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, is some of these guys are what we lovingly call samplers, where you go from thing to thing and you kind of dabble and try it out. We often hear, well, I tried talking to FISBOs our unrepresented sellers, and it just wasn't my cup of tea. Then when we ask, what does tried mean? Well, I door knocked one once. Well, that's not building a spoke, is it? We want you to stay focused, follow one course until successful. If you have yet to systematize and automate your past client center of influence, outreach, and prospecting, maybe it's not time for you to dabble in other things until you've conquered that. Is that what you're driving well, at, Tim? So, so staying focused here, the, yes, exactly. <laughs> so don't, again, it's a very amateurish and commonly made mistake where you guys will start something, it won't work instantly for you, so you never, especially the skills-based stuff, you know, where you actually have to learn how to do something, um, and you give up too soon. You basically are not following one course, not following one course until you're successful. So you'll do something, you'll get sort of mediocre if low results, and you'll say, "All right, screw it, I'm going to go to my next spoke." I mean, I have coaching calls like that. No, it does not work like that. You're never going to have long-term, ever-increasing success until you accept the fact that you absolutely positively must master your previous spoke before you go on to your next one. Um, and yeah, everybody's spokes should have the same fundamental core spokes. We talked about that. Everyone's wheel, rather, should have the same fundamental core spokes. But beyond that, it's really dependent on your particular situation. Um, we're going over the most obvious ones, the most common ones, but you might have some spokes that are not even mentioned today. You could have all kinds of things going for you. It could be new construction leads. It could be um, I mean, I have folks that are getting uh, great leads from um, investors, uh, not investors in the traditional sense, the investors that run the we buy ugly house type things. Well, what happens to all the folks that don't end up wanting to sell their house for 65 cents on the dollar? Those become great listing leads. I mean, there's a lot of unconventional spokes. But for the sake of um, this radio show, we want you to understand that there are core spokes that we discussed yesterday and Julie reviewed today that everyone should have. But again, remember, most important thing, follow one course until successful. So if you bounce around and you don't perfect a spoke, you know, wheel analogy, you have a weak spoke. In other words, you probably have a wheel full of weak spokes. Wheel rolling down the road, hits a little bump in the road, that wheel, which is full of weak spokes, is going to collapse you need to build one spoke methodically, intentionally, master it, and then add another one. That is really critical that you just internalize that. Remember, one of our, again, one of our founding principles of our coaching organization is this simple concept that long term, ever increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. A lot of us got into real estate because we don't want to do what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it at the highest level. Matter of fact, I'd venture a guess that virtually all of you listening, and we have over 100,000 listeners, if I had you all in a room and I asked how many of you actually force yourself to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, there'd be like two hands that went up. Now, coaching students, they'd get it. They'd raise their hands, right? The idea is that why would I want to work for myself and be my own boss if I have to go and do things I don't want to do when I don't want to do them and then really do them at a point where I can actually get results from it at the highest level? Well, because... You're never going to make any money unless you accept that. 
Nobody becomes rich. Nobody becomes truly successful by accident. It's the intentional exercise of mastering a skill, focusing on a skill, right? And then accepting the fact that oftentimes to get to the point of mastery for that particular skill, it's going to be boring. It's going to be monotonous. You're going to have to force yourself to do it when you don't feel like doing it. That is the nature of what it takes to be successful. Internalize that concept. Some of you I know are summarily rejecting it just because you don't like it. Oh, no, I'm building a team. I'm going to delegate everything I don't want to do. I'm going to have all these minions running around doing all the crap that I don't want to do, and I'm just going to sit around and do whatever's left. That's what some of you actually believe. Okay, well, you know, on paper, that sounds fantastic. But as a result of that, how many agents are suffering financially because they know in their heart of hearts that they have yet to master any skills. They thought they could delegate all the heavy lifting, and you can't. Imagine if you were a doctor or a surgeon. Would you actually delegate the surgery? No. You, Rainmakers, uh, if you're uh, building a team or have a team, you cannot delegate the heavy lifting, the listing appointment, the lead follow-up, the prospecting. You try to, the efficiency of the results, the results will you know, plummet, and then that will end up making it so you make less profit. So, Jules, what's next on our presentation? All right, perfect. So next, and I love these categories because they serve dual purposes. So expireds and unrepresented, well as for rent by owners. So these three categories, actually you're doing two things. Many of you whine and complain constantly about not having inventory to sell your highly motivated pre-approved or cash buyers. Some of you are working with buyers who, quote, only have 10% down or are FHA or VA. So when they compete they're losing out to more sturdy buyers that you guys are up against. So what do you do about that? Well, guess what? When you're good at expireds and sellers, you're going to find potentially find a property match for your wayward buyers, but you're also, by looking, going to create more listing opportunity for yourself. After all, even if you do make that match, you can only sell one house to one buyer. So this is almost like double extra diamond-encrusted ruby points for you because you're accomplishing two things. Buyers, finding something for your buyers. And by the way, when you do this, you should make sure you tell your buyers that you're talking to unrepresented sellers looking for the right property for them since they keep on getting outbid or there's nothing left to show them so that they know that you're working on their behalf. And of course, you're going to run across unrepresented sellers who, by the way, are also going to be buyers. So when you get good at this stuff, it doesn't just create one lead for you. One thing leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. And by being good at these categories, Tim, they can really get into serious momentum because they're doing not just one side of the transaction, not just one lead leading to that unrepresented seller, but they're finding multiple opportunities by being good at this. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Let's try to get through all of our notes today. So what's next? Mm -hmm. So the secret, again, each of the, uh, the four spokes, and the fourth one was 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. So if you guys are not clear on how to use an IVR system, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM is another great category to create leads. Now, that works better if you have listing inventory, but there's other ways to utilize that. Tim, should we stop on 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE, or would you like me to continue? Nope. Just go to the website, watch the video. You'll get it or you won't. I mean, that's just really the bottom line. Yeah. It's one of the great greatest, stuff. easiest, cheapest ways. It's $37 a month. And if you have listings, uh, it's a no-brainer. You've got to put the 800-home hotline sign writers on all of your listings because that's where you're going to get your buyer leads. 
even if you don't have listings, you can still use 800 Home Hotline to uh, create leads by uh, advertising um, agents' listings with their permission. Sometimes put the writers in their own sign in their own yards. But bottom line is, it's a tremendous way to generate business. So if you're not uh, using 800 Home Hotline, I strongly encourage you to do so. Perfect. So there are three secrets that go hand in hand with these spokes that we just mentioned, which again are expired for sell by owners, for rent by owners, and 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE. At this level, each of those four spokes absolutely requires a commitment to implementing, scheduling, systematizing, learning your scripts, and continuing to be great at relentless lead follow-up. So this is when you're really starting to get into the big time with time management, with having to maintain your relentless lead follow-up and really staying focused, right? So don't just dabble in expireds. Become really great at it. Follow one course until successful. Next secret is being great at those above four spokes that we just talked about virtually guarantees that you can have the listing inventory of your dreams. Here's how I like to look at it, Tim. I love it when, when our clients get lots of repeat and referral business from their past client list. But even with those people, you can't predict who is going to call you next? Is it going to be that tiny little no-bedroom, no-bath, first-time buyer condo, or is it going to be a half-million-dollar listing? You can't tell me that. But with for sale by owners, for rent by owners, and expireds, you pretty much can pick your listing inventory, can't you? If you wanted to raise your average sale price, one of the only ways to do it, start going after expireds and unrepresented sellers in the neighborhoods and price ranges you desire. So not only does this give you wings to create your listing inventory, but it actually gives you freedom to move around and, and create the inventory that you actually desire, in addition, of course, to your past clients and centers of influence. So, and even at this point, Tim, I love businesses that are in this growth pattern because here's the secret. At this point, you're still spending minimum money, so it makes sense to get great at these things fast because if you jump into expensive lead generators, like paid online lead generation, you'll go broke before they actually work, which would be a huge mistake. Some of you guys are paying for leads without knowing how to convert a lead, without being great at relentless lead follow-up, without having any scripts in your head. And some of you, sadly, hopefully it's not any of our coaching clients, our job is to make sure this doesn't happen, but some of you actually run out of money before your paid lead generation works or before you're working well enough to work it. Does that make sense, Tim? I mean, we see this yeah, quite a does. bit with people coming to us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, keep blazing. Keep blazing. Yeah, you got to you got to watch this. So, okay, so after building those spokes, and by build we mean again that you have worked on, perfected, you know what you're doing. In fact, you are probably the best in your town because you've been focused on that. Now you can supplement what you're doing with things that might cost you a little bit of money, but take less time because at this point you start to both have more money and time management challenges at the same time. So it makes sense at this point when you've built some listing inventory, and if you need a new listing tomorrow, you can go out and get an expired. Now you are creating some great income, and now you can move on to some other things that are going to possibly cost you a little bit more money. So here's another secret. Do not claim to us as your coaches slash future coaches that you have a, quote, time management issue unless you have at least 10 active listings at all times. Until then, your job is to implement and perfect your lead generation, pre-listing package, listing presentation, lead follow-up skills. You do not have a, a time management issue until you are at least that busy. 
You might have a disorganization issue, a distraction issue, a creative avoidance issue, but you have no excuse to say you have time management issues till you're at least doing that level of business. And that maybe that's a little I'm only laughing. I'm, I'm only laughing, Julie, because I think I heard that on half of my coaching calls today. Oh my god! And Too busy. The, the, the calls I had. The calls I had with our coaches today, they're like, I'm hearing this constantly that they're too busy. You know, they're, that was their excuse for not doing what they said they were going to do. You know, coaching clients, I'm talking about you guys. And, you know, it is, at the end of the day, it's creative avoidance. You guys do create these litany, this litany of stuff that you feel should take priority, uh, more so than the most important stuff, which is the lead generation, the lead follow-up, going on appointments, negotiating contracts. Um, and, you know, if you really cut through it and get to the heart of what the real problem is, oftentimes the reason you guys aren't doing that type of work is because you're just ha- you have some psychological fear of doing it. In other words, you have some uh, issue with, you know, all the types of things that people have issues with when they're learning basic sales skills. Like, what am I going to say if they say this? What am I going to do if they reject me? What am I going to do if, you know, they ask me a question I don't know the answer to? What am I going to do if... You guys get the point. All of you at some point, even if you're one of our top producing experienced agents, you went through that process too. Um, and in the middle of the road agents, and I'm speaking mostly to you, you know, the guys that are basically you're having a good year and you want to have a great year, you're having some good momentum, you want to have great momentum, you're the ones that are most susceptible to uh, not uh, mastering the specific skill and moving beyond the excuse that I'm too busy you know, too busy is just creative uh, creative avoidance. That's really, at the end of the day, all it is. You, you know, I had uh, so many calls where people will say, you know, I just didn't have time to do X. Okay, fine. So let's talk about exactly what you did for the last week since our last coaching call. And then literally we go Monday by, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we, we start writing down what it is that they did. And then I ask the question, okay, so how much time did you actually invest in each of those activities? And what they find, without exception, I've never done that exercise with anybody where they haven't discovered that they're literally spending maybe 45 minutes a day on the things that get them paid. They maybe are doing 45 minutes worth of lead generation, lead follow-up, presenting, negotiating, maybe 45 minutes a day. Most of them were doing none. So what were you doing? Facebooking, tweeting, tweaking this, mailing that, going on this, doing that, office meeting, realtor meeting, getting a designation. Boom, ba-dum, 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 boom. In other words, they filled their day with lots and lots of busy work, activity, and none of it results in a paycheck. Whereas if you were to ask a they top were busy, producer... Tim. They were busy, man. Oh, they yeah. were busy, busy, busy. That's, felt like that's right. Work. Now, top producers... talking ne- about it. Top, <laughs> me too. Top producers never say they're too busy, ever. You'll never hear that out of my top producers. And, and, and they're filling their days with the things that get them paid. So it's like a low producer, maybe if I'm lucky, a half hour to 45 minutes of actually dollar productive activity. A top producer, four or six hours. Okay? So in other words, they understand what gets them paid. It's putting them in a position to help folks. And the rest of the stuff, they either delegate or they just frankly don't do. They hire it out. They don't do it. It doesn't matter because they know it's not going to get them paid. Uh, It goes back to the mindset that what's more important at the end of the day? Putting yourself in a position to help others and making money. What are the things that are going to lead you to doing that? And there are only really five distinct things. Julian, what are those things? You got it. And people always have me repeat this a bunch of times, but I'll help you remember it. Think about it in time. Think about it chronologically. Nothing in your practice happens unless it was first what? A lead. So you have to generate the lead, otherwise known as prospecting. So lead generation is first, leads you to a paycheck. 
lead generation, that causes you to have to do lead follow-up on what you generated, otherwise known as relentless lead follow-up with intent to set appointment. Once you've done that, that leads you to having to pre-qualify your buyer and seller leads. If they are indeed qualified and you decide to work with them and they decide to work with you, you will be presenting. That means presenting homes to buyers and or listing presentations. Once that's happened, you must negotiate and you must close. And then I always add lather, rinse, repeat. That's what makes you money in real estate. That's it. The rest of it, sure, it's work. Some of it actually needs to get done. Some of it can never get done and you wouldn't know the difference. But if it's not on that list, and I have a lot of my coaching clients actually write that list on their door going out their office as a checkpoint to say, am I out my door to do one of these things? Lead generate, follow up on leads, pre-qualify, present, negotiate, or close. If not, they have a little U-turn sign going right back to their headset. So, Julie, so for the sake of time, what we have left. Are you there? Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. beyond that, beyond these basic core things we discussed on yesterday's radio show and today's, there are other things you can do to lead generate, mm-hmm. but they all cost money. There's farming. There's relocation. There's direct response ads. There's working with investors, you know, buying leads, in other words. There's social networking. There's seminars. There's all kinds of different things that you guys can be doing, and we teach you all those things. Okay, so we have it's at least 50 different lead generation systems that are part of our coaching programs. But you cannot just jump to the passive stuff. The passive spokes that you add on your wheel, you add after you've mastered the basic spokes. The basic spokes are the ones that require skill. The basic spokes are the ones that require you to be proactively going after the business. The passive ones are the gathering ones. It's like a hunter-gatherer thing, right? The first spokes have to be the hunting spokes, and the gathering spokes come later. Why? Because they're less effective, because they get you fewer results, and worst of all, they cost you money. Some of you, many of you, will never have to do the passive spokes. We'll never want to spend any money on lead generation because you get so efficient at doing it other ways. And for you, I say hallelujah, because you'll have extremely profitable businesses. Again, uh, number one thing I see with realtors nowadays is they want to jump right to the passive spokes. Tim, what can you do to show me how my phone will ring, how emails will just come in and rain leads on me so I won't have to do anything? That's the reason you guys are buying leads. It's a gimmick. Buying leads doesn't work. Now, there are some things out there, and coaching students, they're on the website, that are passive that we do uh, absolutely suggest you participate in. But you'll notice, for the most part, they're the types of things that you pay a referral fee for. You, you know, essentially pay 25% for the lead versus having to actually hustle uh, and then you know, pay for the lead and, and then uh, expect it to work. So yes, buying leads is fine if it's a referral fee. Beyond that, not so much. So guys, there's the concept of the spokes on the wheel. Hopefully that helps all of you clarify what matters most and which order you should be building your wheel. Let us help you. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Hey, it takes two seconds. We have seven coaches, literally. That's all they do is they just do free coaching calls. So go over to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and let us help you. Let us get your business on track so you can continue to have a fantastic year. Julie, anything else you'd like to say as we sign off for today? Take action. Remember, focus means follow one course until successful. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, as some of you are right now with all these possibilities, start with one. Get great at it. Great place to start, perfect your lead follow-up. You should not be able to live with yourself if you go to bed tonight with leads you haven't followed up on.
That's just okay, the fact. Homework. To me, Here's as a coach, y- you haven't worked if you haven't done that to me. Amen. So homework. Here it is. Ready? In addition to what Jules just said. Number one, listing Palooza weekend. Be very clear about that for expired listings. Existing coaching students, make sure you're downloading and using the newest expired script. Number two, order your Mojo dialer. It makes it so much easier. MojoSells.com. MojoSells.com. Order the dialer. Makes your life easier when calling expired. And number three, hey, guess what? Call the expires this weekend. Hammer the phones, guys. Some of you will be able to take enough expireds, get enough momentum that it will set you up to have a fantastic rest of your year. Be excited about the opportunity this real estate market is. If there's anything we can do for you, anything in any way, we can help you. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.